0: We're going to move on uh, to the next incident in uh, John's Gospel, which is chapter 4, verses 43 to 54. And, uh, and after we finish looking at the text, I am going to spend some time reflecting on what is a mystery and uh, how does the Bible mediate mystery. I've done some of this before, but I thought it's a good time to do it because the, um, the story itself is not that long. So let's begin. Um, it says, you see, you remember where we are? We've just finished the story of the uh, Samaritan woman. And it ended, you know, by them saying, not because of you, but because we know ourselves now. He is the Savior of the world. That was after he had, or probably after he'd stayed with them for a few days. And it's so remarkable, isn't it? You see, there's the Jew and Samaritan tension. No more. Between them, it's over. How beautiful that is. So after two days, that's the two days he spent, literally after the two days, um, uh, he went out from there into Galilee, literally. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his native place. Now that's a bit baffling. Uh, You would think he left because he has no honor in his own place, but he wasn't in his native place. (coughs) And he was very honored. So maybe he means, now that he's heading back north, further north, up into Galilee, and over by the um, compared to him um, or actually to Cana first um, he's not well received that may be what he's saying So when he came into Galilee but here's the, the hard part when he came into Galilee the Galileans welcomed him since they had seen all he had done in Jerusalem at the feast for they themselves had gone to the feast big feast, Passover you, you have to go so they all went. And so they heard about or saw the miracles, the healings that he was doing. Uh, and so it says, so he's in Galilee in general. And then he returned to Galilee where he had made the water wine. And now we have another story. Now there was a royal official, okay? Um, the word for him is vasilikos Vasilikos which means somebody working for Herod. Now, the Herod he'd be working for up in the north would be Herod Antipas. And so, that's he's a royal official of some type. Um, probably not too high-ranking, but high enough. Um, and When he heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son who was near death so now we have another royal official the other was clearly a pagan the centurion and now we have this royal official we don't know what he was um, and we have another story another incident another mysterion if you will of healing at a distance now the healing at a distance is like if you stop and think it's like the centurion who was also a pagan or the Canaanite woman, who was also a pagan. In other words, stories about healing at a distance are often, nearly always, about um, uh, a non-Jew. Maybe sort of as a prefiguration of what was going to happen after Pentecost. Um, Jesus went out of his way. This time, he went back to Cana, and the official came to him. Now Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. That's putting him off. But he did the same to the Canaanite woman, remember? It's not good to take the bread of the children and throw it to the dogs. She went right through it. Yes, Lord, but the dogs at least eat the crumbs that fall from the table. Now, it seems as though Jesus was trying to make up for the fact that they had not had a millennial of culture that prepared them to relate to god and so he's deepening their faith he's provoking them uh, so this man you see he says uh, unless you people see signs and wonders you will not believe the royal official said to him sir that's cutie of course in the text so you could translate it um uh, as, as lord um come down before my child dies now up to this point jesus is a means to an end i have a child dying this guy has power i'm going to get him to come down and heal my son you know he's just an instrument that's not good for the for the royal official either you know we do that don't we we think of god as some super aspirin you know he's going to fix us Well, he will. But he's also God, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and he loves us. He's not a means to an end. He's our end. So, the official, he's preoccupied with his son. And, of course, he doesn't. He's probably not a Jew. And even if he is, he's hanging around. You know, he's working for Herod Antipas, who's the one who killed John the Baptist. So, he's not exactly probably melting with devotion, you know. Jesus said to him, you may go. Your son will live. And it's so interesting, the next line, huh? And the man believed what Jesus said to him and left. Something happened to him. Try to imagine it now. What kind of belief? It's hard to know right away. But he yielded to the truth of what Jesus said. This man is speaking the truth. Huh? Now that's a leap, isn't it? If you come down and heal my boy, I'll believe. You know, All that Jesus said was, go down, your son will live. And he believed him. Isn't that beautiful? Faith. Here we are, most of us born Christians, born Catholics. We don't believe like that. That's enough. Jesus, you said it. That's all I need to know. You understand? So, you, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and left. And while he was on his way back, his slaves met him and told him that the boy would live. Okay? In fact, what it says here is um, that that, um, well, that his boy would live, or that a boy lives. So, he asked them then, uh, What time was it when uh, he began to recover? And they told him, The fever left him him yesterday about one in the afternoon. The father realized that it was just at that moment that Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And so, he and his whole household came to believe. Now, he must all of a sudden turn into an evangelist, huh? He's telling his house, his wife, his children, his servants, you know, and especially the boy who was sick, just when that Jesus told me you were going to get better, you got better. And so, you see, uh, the, the next to last part of the conclusion is, and uh, he and his whole household believed. See uh, Because he evangelized them. He told them. Now can you see that that belief is a yielding to truth? It's a yielding to light? The most mysterious thing about faith is that it's caused by the will, but it resides in the mind. We have to will to believe. I don't mean grit your teeth and will to believe. I mean because the light is appellable. The light is desirable. And so you yield to it and enter into the truth. And so it says here, he and his whole household came to believe. Now, that phrase is one that you find in the book of Acts very often. The whole household believed. But the head of the household believes. Everybody else will have go along. Uh, but they're moved by this sincerity of the royal official that he uh, told everybody then John ends now this was the second sign Jesus did when he came to Galilee from Judea they were both worked at Cana Uh, so he's back in Cana where he turned the water into wine as the text tells us Uh, and and now he's done this other uh, miracle and uh, the, the, the officials probably coming from uh, Capernaum it's about a day's journey up to uh, Cana from there and uh, and so this is the second sign now there are mysteries in this gospel John tells us that we hardly ever hear anything like that again. This is the third sign. This is the fourth sign. I don't think we even heard about Cana again. But it was the site of the first two miracles in the north. And so you see this rhythm. You see? There's a wedding at Cana which is about nine miles north of Nazareth. And Jesus, you see, goes there. Now, a uh, That's after he'd been south, and he goes there and he's invited, well, his mother was invited, and so it says, and Jesus was there, and he changes the water into wine. Then he goes down south uh, for Passover, and he stays down there, and he talks to people and heals them, and he teaches right in the temple grounds, the temple uh, esplanade, and finally he talks to one of the leading men of the city. Naktimon Ben-Gurion Nicodemus and he dialogues with him because he's a learned man Uh, he also tries to get him off his kind of high horse but out of love then he goes back, he stops in Samaria we have that beautiful chapter uh, about winning over the Samaritan woman who becomes like Mary Magdalene at the end of the Gospel The apostle, you know, he told me everything I ever did. He's got to be the Messiah. Mary at the other end says what? I have seen the Lord. When the church can't say that, it's not church. We have to be able to witness to what we know, not what we read or what we'd like to be loyal to, but what we know. That's why, right now, um, so often, the Lord is bringing people to that experiential faith because the world is in desperate need of it. And so, uh, this is the, the story. And it's an act of Jesus, which, as I'm going to try to explain now, reaches us by these words. But it's the act of Jesus, not just the words. And that can touch us and change us as well. Amen.